Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. So great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. You know, our competitors are doing traffic and weather together every 10 minutes on the ones. And another one is doing them every 10 minutes on the fives. So because we're there for you, we're going to do them every 30 seconds on the threes now. Starting not to be outdone. We will not be outdone. When are we going to throw it to the... Uh, starting today. We're every, Chop, Chopper Dave? Every 30 seconds on the threes. <clears throat> so you can count on that. You know, we will not be outdone. Huh. We'll get you there on time, too. We will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what that's all about. And tell you, you know, what you have to wear today, because you're not smart enough to make that distinction yourself. Uh, bring a sweater, you know, if it's going to be chilly. Uh-huh. Or uh, don't forget that umbrella. If it's going to rain, adults just can't make that determination on their own. Yeah, well, umbrellas are just like, uh, they're annoying. Yeah, they are. I, I, I just I just get wet. That's what happens to me, too. <laughs> Strange. Keep up with one of those. Uh, so, the other day we had the big Fetterman-Oz debate, and of course it was... One of the it was the worst performance of all time by John Fetterman. <laughs> it was America in a nutshell, where we're at. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you knew the Democrat machine was going to go into full swing trying to make excuses for this guy. And so Oz has been called everything from a medical malpractitioner to uh, a bully. I mean, <laughs> what do you? You're not supposed to notice that the guy is messed up like this, and he's running for U.S. Senate. He won. He, he raised over a million dollars uh, the night of after the, the debate. Oh, yeah. Yes. My gosh. <laughs> oh, how stupid can people be? How stupid? Uh, he's now a champion for everybody who has something wrong with them. Yeah. So that's great. That's great. The president said that he's very bright and uh, impressive. Hmm. Well, you know, when you got a guy with Alzheimer's or some sort of dementia. And he sees this guy with just stroke symptoms. Of course, he looks impressive. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah. Biden, uh, maybe not the best judge of who's impressive and who's brilliant. But he was back out. John Fetterman was back out giving speeches again yesterday. Here he's, uh, you know, rather than, again, rather than recuperating here, rather than convalescing after two ma- major strokes that nearly killed him, and he still has lingering issues. And it came as a surprise to a lot of people. Where have you been? Have you not seen any clips of his speeches? It's incredible. Well, now it's just, he just showed that he's not better. Well, right. We've been saying that from day one. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, here he was talking about being on the right side of history. The right side of history tends to kind of always end up being the right side of history. Okay. There you go. Wow, that is profound. Uh, Again, you go back to Biden's words, the man is uh, incredibly smart. When you're on the right side of history, Mm -hmm. wait, I don't even want to try to... Yeah, don't... I don't want to try to quote it. paraphrase, bro. Let him tell us again. The right side of history... Yeah. Tends to kind of always end up being the right side of history. Okay. All right. I'm not going to argue with that. You can, because you I mean, can't. it's a fact, is it not? It is. He's speaking truth and he's speaking facts, this man. Thank you. <laughs> the right side that. of history always kind of tends 
to be on the right side of history. Anybody quarrel with that? And you know why? You can't. He nailed it dead to rights. See? The right side of history tends to kind of always end up being on the right side of history. Is it inaccurate, Pat? No, it is not. Okay. And neither is this, of course. Can this administration right now guarantee? Oh. Not exactly what I had in mind. I was thinking more along the lines of... uh, And the Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. I mean, that's a fact. Mm -hmm. This year's Eagles. No. No. Another fact. No. 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 But yes. Yes. He was right. The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. Uh, And here he is describing an issue he had with former Pennsylvania governor, Tom Corbett. I don't get this at all, bro. Really? Corbett, Tom Corbett, the governor, Uh threatened to have me addressed, excuse me, had had me arrested. And I said, well, guess what? You know where I live. Come send the gay police to come get me if you want. The gay police? I don't know what that means. You know where I live. Come send the gay police. Hmm. I mean, there's got to be more to this. Did he? Is it a mispronunciation of a town or something? But of course, Twitter blew up last night when he said this. And you know, what's the gay police? I mean, I think I sent out a picture of the village people uh, to kind of accentuate his point. But I, I don't know. The gay police—they live inside of your head. Uh, the gay police—they uh, come to you in your bed. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I thought it was funny you were talking about the debate earlier. Um, Ann Coulter had a tweet where she said, hey, in 2022, you can um, uh, call that uh, performance presidential. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, there's right. a silver lining. Yeah, good point by her. But I don't know, man. He's out there speaking, and there were so many moments during that speech where he's just, it's just bad, man. It, he has no business running for office. No. Does that make me an ableist? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. Cool. A uh, hater and an ableist. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm picky that way, too. <laughs> I want my U.S. senators to be whole. Hmm. Well and whole. Uh, so, you know, sound of body and mind would not be a bad thing. Well, so you're saying that nobody with a disability could serve? What about people with glasses? <laughs> what, do you have to be perfect to serve? What about people in wheelchair? Exactly. We have a governor in a wheelchair mm-hmm. right now. Right. And uh, he's the best option. Oh, by far. For a governor. By far. And it's it's not even close. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we're going to vote for and, him. And absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and tell you I'm going to vote for Greg Abbott. Because Abbott's. he's of sound mind. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter that he's in a wheelchair whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I, this is... Uh, this, uh, these conversations that we have to have I know. in today's country. I know. Today's America. It's just bizarre. Also yesterday, the mainstream press <clears throat> didn't analyze the Pennsylvania Senate debate. They took a different angle when covering it, actually. Uh, <clears throat> here's what the New York Times said, for example. Doctors and disability rights advocates said John Fetterman's debate appearance was inspiring for many disabled people. And that his halting speech didn't reflect any cognitive impairment. Oh, oh. even so, some Democrats are worried voters may see it differently. (laughs) 
Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. So it's a it's a, it's a voter's fault. On the other side of the ledger, mm. when you always, you know, you have to do the comparison, what if this were Trump? Well, it kind of was. Do you remember when he was walking down a ramp slowly? He was just kind of carefully taking his steps. And the New York Times at that time said the president also appeared to have trouble raising a glass of water to his mouth during a speech <laughs> at West Point a day before he turned 74, the oldest president, the oldest a president has been in his first term. Yeah. Do you see them taking note of that with Joe Biden at all? Mm. No, never. Has, wait, hold on. Wait, the president right now, Joe Biden. Yeah. Has he shown some sort of <laughs> issues that, that you've noticed? Yes, but <clears throat> only every day. Maybe. Okay. So oh, there's your answer. They might have missed it. You know, you've answered your own question. Yeah. It's not newsworthy at this point. <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> you wouldn't believe it if you weren't actually living it. I don't think. I know. You would just believe yourself to be in an alternate universe because... It's that freaking crazy. <clears throat> so now the Democrats are all pissed off at the Fetterman campaign for allowing him to debate. Mm. And you know you can kick that back and forth. They could have taken the chance, rolled the dice, and just said, "No, we're not going to. We're not going to." But now that he's actually been on the debate stage, people were were able to see like they couldn't have the last six months. Come on now, mm-hmm. come on. How is it you don't know this? But that's what they're saying. A lot of people didn't. And they could have skated through without it. So that's why Democrats are second-guessing their decision uh, to put him on the debate stage after that stumbling performance uh, that put the spotlight on his condition after a stroke. Uh, the statement, Lieutenant Governor's auditory processing problems resulting from the stroke proved to be, uh, this for the Lieutenant Governor, of course, to be a major part of the debate just two weeks before the election. Fetterman had a number of awkward pauses, according to this article. What? Uh, Pauses and stumbles that are sure to be seized upon by the GOP. Yeah, the evil, mean GOP. They're going to mention it. They're going to mention this guy doesn't look fit for office. According to one Pennsylvania Democrat operative, Fetterman's team should never have agreed to this debate. He still clearly has a serious health issue. You, You think? Where's that? Where's that coming from out What's of that? left field? <laughs> Another said, "It's a good question. We should cover that." Yeah, right. Huh. You can't pretend you didn't see what you saw. Well, yeah, some people are. You can't wish it or explain it away. You have to dig in and deal with it. It's going to mean they'll turn up the heat with Oz. <clears throat> so, yeah, they're scrambling. And by the way, the race is now dead even. So they're in a virtual tie. And before before the debate, Oz was behind still by, I don't know, I think an average of 1.3 points. Something to that effect. But now in Arizona, according to at least one poll, Carrie Lake has blown that governor's race wide open. Oh, wow. She's up by 11 Whoa. on Katie Hobbs now. What? Yeah. Oh, oh. <clears throat> we got to play the clip from yesterday because... There was going to be a debate. A TV station invited Carrie Lake and Katie Hobbs to debate. And Katie Hobbs, of course, has made it very clear in the past that she only talks politics with people she knows. Mm-hmm. The lady wants to be mm-hmm. governor of a state. So Carrie Lake showed up. And the interviewer was asking her a question because she wants to seal the border of Arizona. 
Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is, I mean, she's awesome. Watch Carrie Lake. Watch this. Let's jump then to the fallout. We know that there's been a history in Arizona with SB 1070 with boycotts in Arizona. We know the Super Bowl at one time was pulled over the Martin Luther King law. You're going to, you would be inaugurated. You would be sworn in a month from the Super Bowl being here. If the NFL were to threaten, they're going to pull the Super Bowl if you do that. Would it make you waver in your decision? You want to tell me no. that a bunch of football teams owned by billionaires are okay with fentanyl pouring across our border at a record level, killing our young people. Number one killer right now is fentanyl, 18 to 45. It's killing a generation of people. If the NFL is okay with that, then they got to do some soul searching. I don't think the NFL is that stupid. I really don't. So you're, you we wouldn't be concerned about that? We want to sure that we're stopping the cartels. Okay. No, I'm not concerned. Okay. The people of Arizona is who I work for. And that's why I'm here with you today, Mike. This is a that's job great. interview. This should have been a debate, and we are doing a job interview. And you, the people mm. of Arizona, are the hiring agent. I will be working for you. And unfortunately, my opponent doesn't have the courage and doesn't have the respect for the people of Arizona to show up here, sit on this stage, and take these same questions. But I'm not going to be taking marching orders from the NFL. I'm taking marching orders from the people of Arizona who are tired mm-hmm. of their children getting their hands on the most deadly drug this country's ever seen. Mike, I, I talk to parents all the time. The hardest thing in the world is having a mother come up to you and tell you that she lost her 19-year-old because he took a pill. He took one pill. He didn't know it was a fentanyl pill. He didn't know it came from Mexico from the cartels. He's gone. Think about what we, and think about out there what you have accomplished since you were 19. There's no amount of money that can ever bring a child back who's lost his life to fentanyl. And the thing is, we don't have to have these senseless deaths. We're being poisoned by the cartels and the CCP. Hmm. The communist regime out of China is behind this. And if you don't think that they can take down a civilization and a country over drugs, with drugs, then you need to do a history lesson. And you got to look at the opium wars. They brought down dynasties with drugs, and they're trying to bring this country down. I am a mama bear at heart, and I will fight tooth and nail to protect our children. I don't want to have to face another parent who's lost a 17-year-old son, a 19-year-old daughter, a 20-year-old daughter. We're losing our future, Mike. And so if the NFL has a problem with that, they're going to have to uh, lick their wounds because we are going to secure our border in Arizona. Love it. I don't know if I've ever seen a better candidate for any office ever. I, 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 if I have, I haven't. I can't think of one right now. She is so well spoken, so calm, so intelligent. She's she's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And and to buttress her point about fentanyl, wow. They just um, arrested. Uh, it was eleven people. Uh, I think it was Washington State and California. Anyway, there was enough fentanyl in their possession to kill 132,000 Americans. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a, if you don't want to talk about the the migrant issue, right? Just talk about the drugs that are just spilling across the border and killing these young people. And what a stupid question to ask. Are you are you going to uh, change your, your political position <laughs> based on where the NFL plays the Super Bowl? <laughs> That's asinine. Uh, no, I'm not concerned about that. Nobody should be. Oh, well. Okay, they move it. To where? Where are you going to move it in one month? <laughs> I'd like to see them do that. There's just no way they could do that, first of all. 
uh, that's not enough time to settle the Super Bowl some other city at the spur of the moment like that? Come on. Who knows? But, you know, she put him right back in his place by telling him that, look, that's why would I be concerned with that? No. Concerned with Arizonans losing their lives because of these drug cartels and everybody pouring across the porous border. Shoof. All right. Let me tell you about First Liberty's letter. Right now, court packing is a real danger to our country. Make no mistake, court packing is a coup. The radical left is working overtime on new plans to pack the Supreme Court, and they'll always try to make the excuse, Ah, this is done many times before. The Supreme Court hasn't always been nine. No, it's been less than that, but never more. So don't buy that argument. We need you to join us. We're gathering a coalition of a million patriots to say no to court packing and the liberal agenda and the Supreme Court coup. That's why Franklin Graham is involved, U.S. Attorney General Ed Meese, Dr. James Dobson, the Family Policy Alliance, the Heritage Foundation, and hundreds of thousands just like you. Go to Supreme Coup, that's C-O-U-P, of course, SupremeCoup.com to sign First Liberty's letter. That's SupremeCoup.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Mm -hmm. So that brings us to uh, KJP, another well-spoken individual. Jeez, compare. Compare Carrie Lake (laughs) to these yahoos (laughs) on the left. (laughs) Can't express themselves. Uh, Have no policy positions that make any sense. And they have to stand there and lie to your face every single day. And when... uh, the press discussed John Fetterman in his debate performance. Nah, Carrie, or Kareen Jean-Pierre took a little bit different angle on how to talk about it. Warren Fetterman, I'm just curious if the president feels that um, uh, the lieutenant governor's decision to participate in that debate was um, an important moment in terms of um, welcoming people who there have disabilities. See, it's an important sphere, moment. Um, and whether that welcoming was people with disabilities. Look, <laughs> I mean, look at the way the question is framed. Mm-hmm. It's not, hey, what did the president think of that terrible performance last night? Mm-hmm. Is he comfortable with a U.S. senator who has those kinds of cognitive problems hmm. is he i mean is he uh, obviously he's he's comfortable enough with his own cognitive <laughs> problems but what about a u.s senator he's gonna have to work with yeah welcoming someone with disabilities into the political <laughs> space yeah. yeah yeah what the hell kind of question is that? and again ignoring our own governor <clears throat> mm-hmm. because he's a conservative and they hate him up there and she said Important moment in terms of um, welcoming people who have disabilities into the public sphere, um, and whether that was important symbolically. Look, the look, president, look, uh, as I said, is very look. impressive by his courage. He's very impressive uh, and, by his um, courage. Uh, that he sees from the lieutenant governor. I'm not going to get into any analysis of if he should have or should have not. Uh, but clearly, uh, you know, uh, when you are in those positions, when you are a lieutenant governor, you are also a leader and and, and uh, uh, on many levels. And uh, and so, again, you know, we are impressed by his courage. We are impressed mm. uh, by mm-hmm. uh, what he's been able to accomplish. <laughs> Which is, give me one accomplish, accomplishment. I, I don't know. John Fetterman. I don't follow the... That should have been the follow-up. Yeah? What what accomplishments are you talking about? Just name me one, Putin. Just one. How about that? 
I don't think she even understood the question. I don't think she understood that the guy was offering her like a powder puff softball to hit out of the park, and she couldn't yeah. even do that. Yeah. She went into defensive mode because that's yeah. what they told her to get ready for out there. Right. And he wasn't even Mm-mm. trying to disparage Fetterman. He's trying to say, oh, what an incredible pioneer for the disabled. Yeah. That is awesome. Does the uh, president agree? Oh, what a tough question. Ooh, let me look in my great big book of everything for that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> then we got Kamala Harris. Fantastic. Talking with uh, Stephen Colbert. I'll bet this was a brutal interview. Oh, I bet Stephen Colbert held her feet to the fire. Uh, but here was her takeaway from the big debate. It was a debate that the whole reason, literally, it was a debate. It was called a debate. Everyone I understand. Travel to the debate. There were journalists what? there covering the debate where there would be a debate of differences of opinion and issues. Okay. I- uh, wait, I don't know. What? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and, uh, Rob's thinking this is from, because this was making the rounds on the social media. Rob thinks this is back during the pandemic. Uh, yeah, that would make sense since Colbert was there uh, on the set there. Mm-hmm. So maybe some, I think this got traction as her uh, analysis for for last night. And it wasn't. No, I think. But regardless, it's just, it fits in perfectly with the school bus clips that we have today. Oh my gosh, this is not, it's not a good time in America. Uh, no. Anyway, there you go. Come we have Harris. buffoons. Yeah. Buffoons in office. and uh, We never played that, though, man. That was no. a new clip to me. I hadn't seen it either. Interesting. Uh, so is this about the school buses. Your leadership, Mayor. Thank you for the warm welcome. So here's the thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus? Right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? I Just, no. There's something about... I don't yeah, love and, them. And most of us, many of us, went to school on the yellow school bus, right? Relatable. And it's part no. of it's part of our <laughs> our experience growing up. It's part of a, you know a nostalgia and a memory of. <laughs> what are your memories of the school bus, Pat? Uh, well, that I have to stop behind them no matter. Yeah. Where they are or yeah. what they're doing. They cause traffic problems. Yeah. It pisses me off mm-hmm. every time I get behind a yellow school bus. <laughs> I hate it. And I never took a yellow school bus to school. So I can't really relate with her on that level. Sorry. Uh, my elementary school was literally a block and a half away. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, lucky for you. Yeah. But wait, wait a minute. Your parents let you walk that full block and a half on yeah, the main streets? Even on the main streets. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Of course, in a Kevlar vest, obviously. But obviously, that had to be yeah, that had to be burdensome for you. It was yeah. So she's you know touting these electric buses. Um, they're going to uh, award these to school districts, eighteen hundred, I think, in total. And uh, I heard Stu talking the other day about how there are five hundred thousand school buses in the United States. This would be less than one percent. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sure, this will work mm-hmm. out nicely. Okay. Uh, you don't want to be keeping the school buses that are electric with the rest of them in case that battery catches on fire. Yeah. You don't want to ruin Burn your down your whole fleet. Whole fleet. Mm-hmm. So she had more. So when I think about <laughs> what the experience should be for our children on a school going bus. to school uh-huh. on the school, a school bus, bus. On the school bus. Uh-huh. I think about the fact that it should be about maximizing that Back. experience for them. 
Okay. Understanding yeah. that this bus symbolizes so much <laughs> right. about School our collective investment in our future. Busing. And because, of course, it is about course it is. our okay. investment in our children. It's about our investment. In their health. Yeah, right. And in their education. <laughs> the school bus is all about their health. And in that way, yeah. environment. our electric school bus program yeah. really does totally represent does, yeah. an intersection of all sure those it does. points. You bet it does. <laughs> you bet. Yeah. Who writes that stuff? I don't know. Hey, it's got to be her, right? She is. This is that's her. That's just her affectation. She's just. She just repeats some phrase that she thinks is brilliant, mm-hmm. and she's trying to look brilliant when she's clearly not. And so you just get this circular thing every single time. <laughs> so she tied the school bus and that experience into the electric school bus platform yeah, that they have. Certainly that stuff can't be in the teleprompter. You wouldn't think so. I don't know. <laughs> I Who knows at this point with these people. They're just so bad. Ugh. From top to bottom, do they're we, all terrible. Do we know how you can go about getting one of these electric school buses in your, uh, in your uh, school district there? Do we know? Is there like a contest? You have to prove that, that your town is so gross and environmentally disgusting that mm-hmm. you need one of those <laughs> to Do make we- it worse because <laughs> the the battery in that thing is is not helping the environment i guarantee you that i mean but that but see now that's that's somewhere else right that's bothering some other country right mm-hmm. it's not our problem that they have to go and dig up entire villages in africa to mine this stuff in in deplorable conditions and and deplete. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we we had the thing with all the different amounts that they're. It just, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not. But I don't have to see it, so it's not happening. That, that's, Africa, how they, that's how they do that in Africa. They've got eight-year-olds uh, <laughs> getting some of the re- materials that they have to refine to put into the battery. Eight-year-olds working ungodly hours uh, around the clock for virtually no pay. So these. You know, they got child labor going on to extract all this stuff. Nobody talks about that. Nobody cares about that. Oh, it's electric bus. That's great. No. No, it isn't. Where do you dispose of these batteries, too? Yeah, that's a good question because... We've seen how they dispose of the um, of the uh, the windmills, right? The uh, mm-hmm. the, the turbines. Mm-hmm. We've seen that. They're, they're buried in Wyoming. By the way, we had another one burst into flame. Do we have that? Oh, uh, it's been a couple days now, so maybe yeah. we don't have it anymore. But oh, there was, Virginia, yeah, there's just another turbine that caught fire, set fire to the surrounding area. Oh no, this all of this alternative, this sustainable <laughs> energy. There, there's a little shot of it. Beautiful. I mean, it's pretty. That is pretty. Yeah, you don't expect a fireworks show in October. You really don't, huh? But uh, courtesy of Williamsburg Fire Department, because they had to put that out. Uh, but e. yeah, this. These energy alternatives from the Democrats are really working out. It's not like, you know, they didn't put any thought into any of this. So don't worry about that. Uh, all right. 888 Coming up on the World Series, mm. we've got uh, the Houston Astros, Philadelphia Phillies. And we've talked about Mattress Mac in Houston before. Very successful furniture mogul. He's got a couple of furniture outlets. Uh, he loses more money than I do at gambling. <laughs> well, he's got more to lose. All right. 
and he just apparently he does these bets all the time when the Astros do well and, and they're they're in a, a World Series. And this time, uh, he's got a bet that could net him seventy five million dollars if it pays off. Uh, so he's risking ten million, right? It's seven and a half yeah. to one odds. Yes. <laughs> so how do you get those odds anyway? When, when was this bet placed? Yeah, a seven seven and a half to one. For that the had to been at the beginning of this ha- of the year. Had maybe. to have been. Had to be. I don't have the story in front of me. Yeah. Um, so if his home team wins, he stands to collect seventy five million. Thought to be the largest recorded win in legal sports betting history. <laughs> wow. So he gets seventy five million if he wins. He's out ten million if he loses. Yeah, he placed. Several seven-figure bets on the Astros to win this year's World Series. Wow. Well, that tells you he's, I mean, because you hopefully <laughs> a guy like this doesn't bet more than he can afford to lose. Right. And that's so, the key. So he's got plenty of cash if he loses this bet. But that'd be fun to get $75 million from a $10 million bet. Uh, and see, and that's cool that he does that, that he bets on his team. Because I put a little bit of money on the Falcons every year. Mm-hmm. Which obviously has never paid off. Obviously. And even though I know they will never win the Super Bowl, I obviously have a problem because I continue every year to put money on them. Because there's Mm going to be a time, I say, somewhere in my brain, there's one scenario, like in the Marvel movies, you know, there's one scenario where it all comes together. (laughs) I don't know. All right, 888-900-3393. More Pat Grand Leash coming up. He's Pat Gray. He's unleashed, and he's on the blades. Got a couple of tweets. Adrian tweets, same people who wanted to invoke the 25th Amendment because the former president was watching his step down the staircase uh, are fine with supporting a brain-dead vegetable for Senate. (laughs) Or the presidency. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Rowdy introvert, if the evil GOP didn't point out the pauses and cognitive issues in the Fetterman debate, no one would have even noticed. Mm-hmm. Seems that way. Uh, Biden's butt wiper tweets, uh, do the gay police have any affiliation with the Miami Bicycle Patrol Unit? Oh, yeah. I wonder. Oh, <laughs> mm. Move back. Get that foot up. Get it up. Whew. Tell me you're not following that unit's uh, every instruction. Huh. Because huh. huh. you know how elite they are. You can, you can tell. You can see it right there. It's a, they ooze elite. Bunter Hyden, crack connoisseur. Guys, we're the only people talking about everyday issues. The left has no idea. They don't even know what fentanyl is. And I think that's true. Yeah, I, you know, I mentioned the 132,000 possible deaths uh, from the what they busted out west. Uh, Don just made us aware of, I, I hadn't heard this, they they found a place where uh, in Oregon, a guy had enough to kill 4 million. Ooh. I mean, this is... Jeez. Amazing. But we don't need to secure our borders. No, huh? No, that's cool. No, you're a hater if you want to secure the border. Uh, the non-Trump field for the GOP is starting to take shape a little bit. The starting non-Trump, to, okay. Yeah, the non-Trumps are uh, starting to make their moves. <laughs> and none of them are, well, not all of them anyway, are waiting on Donald Trump to make up his mind. Huh. Uh, apparently, DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, is building out a national donor network. Uh, former pre- Vice President Mike Pence giving speeches about his vision for the GOP. Give it up, Mike. 
Not going to happen. Okay? Don't waste your time and other people's money running for president. Ain't going to happen. Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas moved a key aide to his political operation. Hmm. Virginia governor. If you can imagine, Glenn Youngkin is already thinking, yeah, dig me. I could be president. Dude, no. No, you can't. Way too early for that. He was elected less than a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe spend some time, you know, being governor of your state and uh, then talk to us in, you know, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Uh, But he's been campaigning in Arizona, Nevada, and Michigan. Senator uh, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, and others have made visits to critical early voting states, Iowa and New Hampshire. And then there's Trump himself. He and his team are starting discussions about building a campaign apparatus, including tapping a 2024 campaign manager and other top positions should he decide to run. Uh, One of the people most likely to have a lead role in an official operation is Republican consultant Chris uh, LaSavita, who was recently brought on to the new Trump-backed Make America Great Again, Inc. Super PAC. Uh, He was asked for comment and said, I don't respond to rumors. So, Ooh, burn. That means yes. Yes, I'm going to be the new campaign manager for Donald Trump. That's what that means, Hmm. if I could interpret uh, if you get in before Trump, then your announcement and camp- campaign is about you. If you come in after, you'll be portrayed as seeing some kind of vulnerability in Trump, and his reaction will be part of your rollout, according to a Republican strategist. I think that's pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. And uh, Senator Marco Rubio also thinking, mm, yeah, maybe I could do it again. Oh, little Marco? Little Marco. Oh, get ready for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you still- I think Marco's been ruined. As far as as far as being a presidential candidate, mm. Trump just he stopped that. You, you still think Trump's going to run? Yes. Do you not? I don't know. When's he going to announce? I don't know. Mm. When, he, be, when it's advantageous, I guess. Is he uh, waiting to see wise. how the midterms end up? Maybe. Mm. Uh, that could be. Recently, Trump told DeSantis it was a big mistake to wade into the Colorado Senate race by endorsing fellow Republican Joe Odea whom Trump recently trashed in a post on Truth Social. Uh, An early indication of whether the 2024 cycle will be defined as Trump versus the field or a more open contest could come soon. The Republican Jewish Coalition is set to hold its annual meeting in Las Vegas in November, and they're going to draw a slate of potential hopefuls, including DeSantis, Pence, uh, Mike Pompeo, a bunch of GOP uh, donors, including Miriam Adelson, uh, her husband died, what, a year or two ago, a couple of years ago. One name not listed among those uh, by the group is Donald Trump, although he spoke via video last year at this at this uh, same conference. So we'll see. I don't know. Everybody's lining up. Everybody's trying to test the water a little bit, dip their toes in, see what happens. It's hard for me to envision anybody but ron desantis winning the nomination if it's not trump you know if trump doesn't if he doesn't run it's got to be desantis right i don't know if abbott gets into it but i don't think even he could make a dent in desantis's run maybe the only other candidate that could make a splash would be uh donald trump's son don jr oh no we don't need this i don't think so i don't want any more dynasties please 
Right? Ugh. I'm just, I'm not even. I know. I'm not over the Bush dynasty. I know. In fact, we still have to deal with. Uh, George P. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Stop. Yeah, and he sucks. I know. Should have lost, but he, of course, he's a Bush, so. Everybody's like, oh, I'm Father Bush. I like the Bushes. No, it's like, uh, it's the one true thing Jesse Jackson ever said. Get out the Bushes. <laughs> it's time for that to be at an end. Uh, Representative Mara Flores from Texas. She's a Republican. So uh, she tried to join the Hispanic Caucus. I don't know, since she's Hispanic and she's in Congress... And in fact, she's, I think she's the first Mexican-born American congresswoman. So she's more Hispanic than any of these other people. They denied her entry into the uh, caucus. They won't have her. On what grounds? Uh, because she uh, doesn't fit the narrative or ideology of the uh, Hispanic caucus. Unbelievable. It's just really incredible. I think the Black Caucus just did that to... They did it to Tim Scott. Well, and they did it Didn't again uh, recently. Did they? Do. Yeah. Hmm. And they'll do it to Herschel Walker if he wins. Who, by the way, is up by his biggest margin ever, four points. He and, got another... Cougar. And now there's another woman that has come forward and said <laughs> that he encouraged her to get an abortion, too, back in uh, 1993, I think. Yep. They started dating while he's married, supposedly, in 87, and then he pushed her into an abortion, she says. In 1993, and this is okay. So 30 years later, first you brought a brought it up. Where you been? I'm sorry, I just I can't buy it now because I it's just too close to the election. The timing is too suspect, and I don't believe you. I just don't believe you. And even if I did, I'm not voting for Warnock if I live in Georgia. That's for sure. So he's up by four. Uh, things are looking pretty good poll wise. We'll see. We'll see if that holds up. Mark in Kentucky. Hi, you're on the blaze. What's going on, Pat Gray? Big fan, big fan. Thank you. Hey, I, I I don't know if you remember, but I sure do. Back in the day, I was reading these comic books. Of course, now they're movies, you know. Uh, used to see a carburetor advertise that gets your car 300 miles to the gallon. Wow. And uh, you, you don't remember that? I, I don't remember a carburetor that would get you 300 miles to the gallon. Did it actually, or was that just their claim? Well, that was the claim in their advertising, and they uh, never were allowed, from what I understand, to get it out there by the oil companies actually quashed it. Oh, uh, okay. The technology. Well, that could happen. I mean, look what they did to uh, Tucker with his vehicle uh, that was so state-of-the-art. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. Um, it was so state-of-the-art and so far ahead of its time that – the other automakers and and I think even the oil companies got behind uh, crushing his company. And so he, I mean I think that does happen. Oh, absolutely, it happens. Yeah, uh, they just make too much money. There's there's too much money involved, and so if you come up with something innovative that's going to hurt the other money makers, mm, they're going to come after you. And they do, and they did. So, and maybe maybe that's why we don't have a cure for cancer right now. Too much money to be made in the cancer industry. It's sad to be this cynical, but that's kind of where we are right mm-hmm. now. Uh, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. If you want to know what the left's real plan for your kids is, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile has done in multiple school districts here in Texas. 
The left is losing their mind over it. Patriot Mobile, um, they take a portion of your bill and they fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity, sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they are winning. They prove that it does help if you get involved. Patriot Mobile also has affordable plans for you and your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage because they're on the same towers and you're supporting conservative values with every single call. Go to patriotmobile.com slash pat to sign up. Just do this. I You've probably thought of it a million times. Actually take the action now. Or call 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation when you use the offer code PAT. Uh, special discounts also for veterans and first responders. patriotmobile.com slash pat or 972-PATRIOT. That gray is unleashed. Mm-mm. Mm. So great to have you with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. President Biden yesterday also said that a Republican majority in Congress would cause economic chaos, like you know former pr- Prime Minister Liz Truss did over in Britain. She dared suggest tax cuts and so they she had to leave <laughs> biden said you read about what happened in england recently and the last prime minister she wanted to cut taxes for the super wealthy it's always any tax cut is always only for the wealthy even when every single person in the country gets a tax cut it's all about the wealthy because that's the only way they can the only way they can fight against taxes is to demonize the rich and say that they're getting something they don't deserve. It caused economic chaos in the country. He said that Republicans, if they win the majority, want to extend uh, President Trump's tax cuts. Well, extend them. He already eliminated them, so we'd have to redo the whole thing. And he could veto anything. So this is a bogus BS uh, tactic anyway. But uh, he said, well, that's what they did last time, and they want to do it again, and they want to make that tax cut permanent. That $2 trillion. God, that'd be great if they did. Just do make it term- permanent. Hmm. Trust resigned, of course, last week after her policies triggered turmoil because uh, their UK's facing a looming recession. We're already in one, if you didn't re- realize that. Her economic plan included tax cuts, which brought down the value of the British pound and increased the cost of mortgages in the country. In 44 days? Seriously? And she didn't even get it done. So just the mention of taxes effed up their economy? Come on. (laughs) Come on. The uh, law cut individual income taxes, increased the standard deduction and child tax credit, slashed the corporate tax rate, from 35 to 21%, which would be brilliant, it would help so much. And it overhauled how the U.S. taxes uh, corporations foreign uh, do their foreign earnings. Everything helped, by the way. Uh, the economy was good under Trump. And he's he's got to keep telling us that it wasn't. And it's only it's good now. And we know the opposite is true. So they got rid of trust after 45 days. Uh, but if you think back 
to the Reagan tax cuts. We had inflation going on at that time, too. It was a lot worse than it is now. And we were in the midst of this economy. Everybody said, don't dare cut taxes. We won't recover from this inflationary time period if you do. The economy's going to tank if you do. Well, he did it anyway. Reagan cut taxes and inflation in three years went from 13.5% in 1980 to 3.2% in 1983. Like 10 points in three years. It's incredible what tax cuts do for an economy. It really is. And that's why they have to lie about it all the time. Uh, yesterday, Elon Musk, Elon Musk arrived at Twitter headquarters. I didn't realize we were this far along in that. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just seems like he just now or just a short time ago uh, kicked this back into gear and already he's dealing with the transfer of ownership. Yeah, I saw this morning uh, something about an escrow account. It already started uh, getting the money and uh, here we go. Wow. So it's really going to happen. And it's still the $44 billion deal, right? Yeah, right? I think that's what we I think so, on. yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though Twitter's not worth that now. <clears throat> Don't so, tell him that. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, anyway, the little darlings at Twitter. Well, he, you want to see him showing up? He, he brought oh, the, yeah, let's see it. I mean, he brought huh? the kitchen sink, even. You know? All right, let's see it. Look at that. He's... <laughs> I don't know what's <laughs> happening here, but he brought a, brought a sink with him. He, he actually did. Is that a joke? I don't know. I think. I, <laughs> hell, I don't know, man. Or did he just have yeah. this particular sink I need to have Yeah, in my this office. is the sink. This, this one has this to one. come with me or no deal. <laughs> um, and then I love, I love somebody put together. You remember earlier this week we had uh, the uh, Xi, uh, the communist meeting there in China, mm-hmm. and they unceremoniously dragged who out of there and so somebody oh, has yeah. uh, gone ahead and, and redone that and altered it a little bit yep. let's see that there we go so mm. there we oh, go there's Musk. With the old and in with and the new <laughs> you know and it's uh and there he goes right this way please yeah okay yeah um. <laughs> <laughs> well done but yeah so the twitter employees huh. uh that are still there uh they're not happy about this no. transfer of power no they're not and they're demanding they're making demands that they all keep their jobs. That's cute. A letter uh, composed by and on behalf of some of these Twitter employees surfaced online to very poor reviews. The writers of the letter demand that Elon Musk maintain the current headcount at Twitter. Oh, Shut up. Right? As well as the fringe benefits and safety so many employees have enjoyed. <laughs> The safe, you know what the safety is they're talking about? Yeah. That they don't have to hear anybody else's opinion but theirs. Yeah. That's all they want to hear is just their little worldview, and they'll be unsafe and uncomfortable and scared if uh, they hear any anything else. Uh, it, it's unbelievable. we got to get into this a little bit more because uh, this is going to kill us if we don't get a grip on this. And I really think Elon Musk is the guy to help us get a grip on it. It starts with him at Twitter firing everybody on that letter anybody who signed it okay bye-bye all right triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more pack ray unleash coming up beware pat gray is unleashed all right welcome to it 
read some tweets here. Uh, Biden's butt wiper tweets. The Trump DeSantis dilemma is a good one to have, if you ask me. Uh, competition brings out the best. Mm-hmm. From Fury and Energy, if DeSantis does challenge Trump, I pray he wins. Not just because I prefer DeSantis, but if he doesn't win, there's a very good chance it'll be because Trump has destroyed him to the point of no return, like he did to the rest of the last field. Very true. I don't want to see that either. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think DeSantis has done such a great job. He's He's got a lot of the same fight in him that Trump has, but he he doesn't have some of the same baggage that Trump does. <laughs> right. You know? He would be a great candidate. And they'll, <laughs> they'll try to paint him as an extremist, but he's not. He's not out there tossing bombs at people. Mm-hmm. He'll slap you down if you need it. And, but it's usually when you're right in front of him, asking him <laughs> stupid questions. So I love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I, I. What do you think the most effective way Donald Trump uh, could be in 2024? Do you think running for president and mm-hmm. being that lightning bolt, uh, or not lightning bolt, give me a break here, uh, the, what's the thing? Lightning the, rod. Thank you. The lightning mm-hmm. rod for the party. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still running for president against Biden. Mm-hmm. And, and the media, I mean, CNN would, of course, love this. Or It'd just, bring him back to life, actually, is what it would See, that, would I'm torn do. on that, because yeah. I think he might be more effective just as the um, uh, guy out there promoting all of the candidates again, mm-hmm. promoting a DeSantis. You think he'd do that? I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if but his ego allows him to do exactly, that. Exactly. That's the issue. Yeah. That's where I was getting at. Yeah. Will his ego allow him to... I don't know. <laughs> ...to play that role... He clearly doesn't like it uh, when things don't go his way. And if, if he gets pissed, he's going to come at you. <laughs> he's, so, yeah, if he's pissed that DeSantis is running, he's going to come at him. And it won't be good I just, I think, for DeSantis. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like the, I don't like the, mm-hmm. the trajectory of 2024 at this Which point. is why a lot of people say if Trump runs, then DeSantis shouldn't. And that would preserve him for 2028. And he's young enough to where, you know, he can still be a really meaningful, vibrant, really excellent candidate I in guess. 2028. But six years is so far time. away. Yeah, I And know. it would be the opposite of what we've come to love about Ron DeSantis, and it's his ability to be a leader. Mm-hmm. It's his ability to get out in front of this stuff and 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 not be shy. Yeah. Yep. I think the time's now. I. I, I don't even know. Can we survive another election? I mean, can we make it six years as a country? Man, we'll and see. I'm not just throwing that out there. I mean, that's a fact. I, that's how I feel mm-hmm. because it just seems like we are divided on literally everything. Things that we never even thought we could be divided on were divided on. We can't even define what a woman is anymore. Yeah. How do we survive? Yeah. Mm, it's a good question. We'll see. We will see. Uh, I mean, but you've got buffoons on the left who have to be defeated. And so who is the best? That's what we have to figure out. Who's the best candidate to defeat them in 2024? If that's Trump, so be it. If it's DeSantis, though, everybody's got to get behind him. You can't be, we can't do a bunch of infighting in 2024. Once the primary is over, we got to go full bore to win the presidency. You got stupid people on the left who are running this country. Really compromised people in so many, compromised in many different ways, too. Uh, Biden was talking about, in fact, talking about uh, his gun legislation. 
<laughs> and what's in it? I'm telling you, man. Listen to this. My, my, my legislation says there can be no more than eight bullets in a round. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, actually, that's not okay. <laughs> what do you mean? The, what do you mean? What do you mean? There can only be eight bullets in a round. Like the round is the bullet. <laughs> so you can have eight bullets in one. Is it what? What do you mean? That's how little he knows about guns. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And what do you want to bet that actually is in the legislation? Oh no! That there can only no. be eight bullets in the in uh, a round. Oh, yeah, uh, oh! I'll yeah. bet it's in it. Not written like that. Come on. I'll no bet way. it is. it is that's amazing though listen also uh, my my legislation says there can be no more than no more than bullets in a round eight bullets in a round okay wow that's mm, you're really cracking down see they they just don't know what they're talking about but this is the big threat especially if they retain power in november yeah yeah that gun legislation is it's gonna win well, it's terrifying. Yeah, it's I mean, going to go through. It outlaws guns that that. Do you remember remember the clip we had of Thomas Massey, and the guy was trying to say, "Hey, we're going to ban this bump stock or whatever," and he's like, "Yeah, that's that's uh, not even a bump stock." So handicapped people can shoot guns. You're banning <laughs> yeah. the ability for people with disabilities to use firearms. Uh, well, and you had Michael Bloomberg out during the campaign. Uh, was it last time or the time before? Oh yeah, before? the. D- 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 and he was talking about automatic <laughs> weapons that aren't automatic. He doesn't know the difference between these people who are trying to take the guns from us don't even understand what the guns are, what they do, how they work. They don't understand any of it. Oh, man. Uh, we're going to tell you more about the uh, the letter from the employees mm-hmm. to uh, Elon Musk because... The little darlings think they can dictate terms of their employment to the owner of the of the company. Uh, Time magazine acquired a draft of the letter, which uh, claimed in the independent claimed has not yet been published, but has been circular circulating around Twitter staff. In the letter, the writers make a series of demands, including a respect for the platform and the workers who maintain it. By committing to preserving the current headcount so nobody can get fired. Safety from discrimination, including discrimination based on political beliefs. Safety for foreign employees whose visa status may be jeopardized if they lose their jobs. And, of course, they're demanding dignity. (laughs) I mean, if this isn't pinned from Gen Z. Right. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The letter comes in response to reports that Musk intends to downsize staffing levels by as much as 75% from 7,500 employees to 2,000 as soon as he takes over the company. Such negligent layoff threats will, quote, hurt Twitter's ability to serve the public conversation, unquote, and act as a form of worker intimidation. Every single person who signs this letter or advocates for this letter needs to be fired. They have to be shown. I'm sorry. You people do not run the world. Okay? The inmates do not run the asylum. An unknown unknown number of Twitter employees are circulating an open letter to Musk. Uh, and uh, they're not even embarrassed about it. They're actually proud of it. 
Jeff Carlson of Epic TV wrote, it's hilarious that Twitter's own workforce describes precisely why Elon needs to get rid of 75% of Twitter employees. Mm-hmm. No question about it. Jeez. Uh, will they ever wake up? Will we force the young darlings to wake up? I mean, this is the participation trophy it is. generation. Yes, exactly. That we've been warning about mm-hmm. coming to power in politics, coming to power in big business. And in their entire life, they've been told they've gotten away with everything. Because you're wonderful. You're so great. They've been rewarded for breathing. Yeah, exactly. And and to have someone hold them accountable. Oh, they can't have it. No. How dare you hold me accountable? And actually, you're asking me to be productive at work? Huh? No. (laughs) So maybe Elon will give them that rude awakening they so richly deserve. Yeah. We'll see. And uh, bring back Donald Trump to the forum, although Trump has said he's not going to. But who was it yesterday? Did we talk about this on or off the air? Uh, that was George Takei. Oh, George Takei. I read some stupid uh, tweet from him to you off the air where he said, you know, if Elon lets Donald Trump come back to this forum, mm-hmm. I'm ready for battle. Who's with me or something? I mean, it's just the stupidest thing. I don't know. I they don't. They, they can't be challenged in their points of view. They just can't have it because they can't handle it. And they can't defend their positions. So that's why every time you point something out to them, for instance, this debate with Fetterman and Oz, every time you say, look, the guy's not fit for the U.S. Senate, the discussion becomes something else. How dare you bully him? (laughs) (laughs) What? He's not fit for office. How dare you talk about the disabled that way? He's a hero for the disabled. No, sorry. If you can't function like this, you don't belong in the U.S. Senate. But they can't deal with any of the actual facts or an actual debate on any topic. Uh, all right, let's go to Chuck in uh, Missis- is it Mississippi. Yes, it is. Hey, Chuck, you're on the blaze. How are you today? Doing hey, good. With regard to Herschel Walker's latest uh, allegations against him for a 30-year-old attempted abortion or something like that, Gloria Allred is the lawyer that's representing him. Yeah. She has always been a poison pill. That's for sure. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chuck. Yeah, Gloria Allred is always seeking attention, and she's getting it again because she dug somebody up. And by the way, this woman is completely anonymous. They're calling her Jane Doe. She won't appear on camera. Uh, she, so Herschel has no opportunity to face his accuser because she's scared. Of what? Herschel Walker's going to harm you in some way? Shut up. It's just ridiculous. Asinine. Uh, all right. Work has begun. Remember we talked a, a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it's been a couple months by now. The Saudi Arabian plan to do this incredible development in the desert. One of the things they were going to do was build a 75-mile-long mega city called The Line. <laughs> so it's a city that stretches for 75 miles. And, yeah. That that sounds like a, a title for a horror flick. The Doesn't Line. It? The Line. How, how would you like to live in The Line when a terrorist attack happens? On the line. And you're talking about Saudi Arabia. It's right there where... The bad things happen in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, from time to time they do. See, that's yeah. news to me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, so they all share um, uh, a common filtration system, ventilation, uh, security. 
and you got how many millions were going to live there? Wasn't it uh, was it nine million people, seven million people? I forget the exact number, but millions were going to live in this one structure that stretches for seventy five miles. Nine million. Nine million people. Jeez, incredible. So uh, excavators have started work on wow. digging the foundation for the 440 billion pound. So that's got to be well over 500 billion dollars. Uh, the mega city, the line. The footage footage was recorded by Ott Sky, an aerial photography company. It shows diggers uh, along the 75 mile long site. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at something here. It says it's 110 miles long. Yeah, there's been various reports. Yeah. At first, they were saying 75, and somebody else said 110. Somebody else said, I think 120. So I'm not, it's long. I know that. Do we know when it's going to open? Mm, I think it opens in phases, like phase one is. <laughs> I would imagine if you waited to open it up after it was done, the first part that you built would be so obsolete. Of, yeah. The technology would have changed. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So the project was launched by Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman and will be part of the vast desert complex of Neom, which will also feature an artificial ski resort. What? How cool is that? It's an hey. artificial ski re- in Saudi Arabia. So now I'm listening. <laughs> an octagonal floating port city. Flying elevators. What are flying elevators? I don't what? know. I, I'm reading right here. You can get from end to end in 20 minutes on a high-speed rail. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, so whether it's 75 miles long or 110. <sighs> wow. Uh, a swimming lane for commuters and robots and AI to serve its future re- residents. This is terrifying. That's really I go something. back and forth between so fascinating, fascinated though. and yeah, terrified. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, it would be cool. I don't think there's any doubt about that. The trench is expected to have the foundations for the city built within it. The huge trench can be seen going into the distance as foundations for the incredible mega city are dug out. I mean, this is going to take a really long time. Okay, so I went to the line's uh, you know webpage <coughs> where they're mm-hmm. just promoting it and stuff, and I took the 170 kilometers long and I converted it, and it's 105 miles long according to them. Okay. So from the actual site, huh? Yeah. So yeah. it must be 105 miles. So there you go. Nine million people in 105 miles in one structure. <laughs> wow. And it's only 200 meters wide. How wide's that, Pat? <clears throat> no way to tell, Keith. Could be 15 inches, could be 7,000 miles. 650. No one knows. Wow. 650 what? Feet? Feet wide. 650 feet. Why? I mean, it's literally a line. And 105 miles long? Wow. Wow. I, I don't get claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic just thinking of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the footage seems to show City is being built, and the dream will be realized. Okay. Well, we'll see. I mean, when they start running up against cost overrides, we'll see if it gets built. Uh, the price of oil stays up. No, I have no problem getting money well, for true. that thing in Saudi Arabia. Workers at the line megacity. Uh, okay, so there's, there's a picture that shows this, that uh, it's under construction. The completion date <laughs> okay. is set to be 2030. 
it's only going to take eight years to build this thing? Wow. Well, they probably don't have a lot of red tape and government uh, yeah, maybe not. limitations. and uh, you got to yeah. get a permit to build out here in the desert. I don't think that's an issue in Saudi Arabia. This is part. This is only part of it too, because there's a mega city in there too that's not on the line. It it kind of I think winds up at a mega city that's supposed to be a smart city, and everything they build is is going to be you know smart and streamlined, and uh, it's a huge vision. It's it's an amazing, almost sci-fi like project. Well, I I was on their page, and and you know they have a, a careers section. And you have to have a bachelor's degree, minimum GPA, blah, 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 leadership potential, all this stuff. And to then, work on it? Yeah. Oh, Saudi citizen. Sorry. No foreigners allowed. <laughs> well, that's inclusive, right? That's inclusive. Saudi Arabia is yeah. known for yeah. yes. being inclusive. Yeah, no sure. kidding. Yeah, so there's like all these, man, this is... This is going to be fun to watch, actually. Yes, it is. And somebody else can I'm live excited. In it. Yeah, I, I want to be excited for them. And it looks like that the line is just one of the multiple type because they've got an oxagon, they've got a trojana that they're building in the mountains, or at least they're planning to. Mm. This is this could be we could look back at this and say, man, the civilization changed <clears throat> with the line. Sure, yes. Or we could look at this and say, uh, <laughs> this was the beginning of the end of Saudi Arabia. Mm. Or we could be looking back and I go, hey, remember when they tried to build that thing in the desert? <laughs> that was about as big as a flop. Lasted as, about 15 minutes. It was like Y2K. <laughs> That's what that was. So apparently trees climb up over the futuristic designs, which will be fully powered by renewable energy. That's right. That's another thing. That's so cool. All renewable energy. All solar. This is where it could actually work. In the sprawling tropical metropolis that looks like it could serve as a Star Wars set. Then <laughs> Salman said he wanted his country to house a construction project as iconic and timeless as the pyramids of Egypt. The line is a project uh, that is a civilization revolution that puts humans first, he said. A one, this is a different estimate, a $1 trillion mega project launched by the prince and just part of a vast desert complex. It, the this is, wow. this is, I mean, this is kind of exciting. I mean, think about it. You, it's you could really transform exciting. a desert into this lush paradise. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not living there, but this is, I really, I hope this succeeds. I do too. I think it's cool. I think it'd be cool. I mean, this, this is the kind of setting where I think you could get renewables and green energy to work Maybe. as opposed to on a Tesla that I'm trying to drive across the state. Also, don't forget these two walls that, form the line are 1600 feet high <laughs> for 75 miles or 105 miles actually and, and opening in 2030 wow. yeah amazing how, i mean that's incredible if they can pull that off if, if they're building around the clock how hot is it getting there for the construction Oof, very workers? how many and, people are going to die building this thing pat um 736 Okay, I'll write so, that down. Yeah, right oddly down. specific. <laughs> right down. Got, uh, write it down. Sports almanac Let's over see. there. <laughs> All right, let me tell you about my Patriot Supply. There is no time like right now to prepare for what may be coming. If the unthinkable does happen, do you have enough emergency food on hand for your family? I'm talking at least three months. Three months worth per person. If if not, 
Here's a really special offer for My Patriot Supply. Go there now, mypatriotsupply.com, and you'll save $250 on life-sustaining three-month emergency food kits. These kits provide an abundance of breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, and the food stays fresh for up to 25 years. So it's going to be there when you need it. It's the largest preparedness company in the country. They're charging less so they can help families more. In fact, they rolled back their price on this kit to what it was in 2019. So don't wait. Please go there. Save $250 now today on the food you'll need tomorrow. This is the lowest price since 2019. So go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Pat Gray. Uh, a couple of tweets here. Uh, Carol Marks. Carol Remarks. Tweets, can we build a line and put all the liberals in one? And then have another line for men pretending to be women. Okay, sure. Yeah, I, th- I think we could do that. Speaking of the line, uh, read a little deeper into the article and found that uh, the prince of Saudi Arabia has claimed he wants the line to be ready by 2030. So that that was the figure we gave you. Should be ready by 2030. Well, engineers have said it could take 50 years to construct. Oh, come on. So we're talking 2072 by completion. If the engineers are to be believed. And I would think, yes, I I would think that would take a long time. Not eight years. I want to see this thing. You barely build a house sometimes in eight years. Uh, jeez. All right, now it's not, the story's not as cool now. Yeah, I mean, 2072, good luck with that. Because <laughs> lots of us won't be around for that. Right. If fully completed, the skyscraper will run from the Gulf of Aqaba through a mountain range and then extend along the coast into a desert aerotropolis, according to the Wall Street Journal. Oof. That's see, that's a tough build. That's not something you just throw together quickly. There's not like a, uh, uh, it's not like a like prefab. A prefab. Home. No, no it's not like a prefab. Drop thing. it in the desert and mm-hmm. call it done. No. Uh, Prince Salman said uh, the project aimed to allow a million residents to meet within a five-minute walk and to travel end to end. I think you mentioned in twenty minutes. Mm. Gosh, that's fast for 105 miles. Uh, the futuristic buildings feature a silver shine and an intricate inside with stairwells and greenery and homes to create a linear community. The, co- the community of millions will also be fed through vertical farming that will be integrated into the walls of the shiny buildings and uh, residents will reportedly pay a subscription fee for three meals, three meals a day. You have to subscribe to get your food? Hmm. All right. Again, uh, welcome to that community. You're taking some risks, I'd say, if you're part of it. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. In New Jersey, the attorney for a school district had a message for parents. 
who maybe don't like some of the things being taught to their kids. Uh, and I guess, well, you're going to find out the bottom line here. Tough <laughs> seems to be the bottom line. Okay. Mm-hmm. The right folks of parents is not to dictate what their children are taught. It is to determine where they attend. You got that? Okay. In public schools, we have <coughs> curriculum that is aligned with New Jersey State Learning Standards. Again, it's here. Mm. But please know if your students attend, if your students attend these awesome schools, they're <laughs> going to be instructed in this curriculum, Ooh. which is consistent with state learning standards. Oh. That's not binding. If you choose to have your children attend elsewhere, that's your right. That's your right as a parent. Mm. Thank you, ma'am. And when you find out mm. what some of the New Jersey curriculum standards are, that is a great pitch for homeschooling. That guy right there telling you, hey, if your kids want to come here, this is what they're going to be. Yeah, and you have no say in it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, parents don't have any rights when it comes to their kids' education. Well, except to leave and go somewhere else. Don't come here and wow. giving, provide any input or Jeez. feedback or don't question anything that we are teaching your kids. There's a board member who needs to go. Well, that's their attorney. Oh, the attorney. That's okay. Their... The attorney of the board? Uh, of the school district. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. 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 Mm, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time to homeschool. Yeah. And, and you can see why the parents are questioning, hey, what what is it we're teaching our kids here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, as you can imagine, gender-based fun. That's great. New Jersey law against discrimination, uh, the district policy states, generally makes it unlawful for schools to subject individuals to differential deferential treatment based on gender identity or expression. The policy also says the district shall accept a student's asserted gender I- identity and that parental consent is not required. Yeah, we don't have to consult with you. If your kid comes up here, chick says, I want to be called a dude. Then we're going to do that. And it doesn't matter what you think as a parent. (laughs) The student need not meet any threshold diagnosis or treatment requirements to have his or her gender identity recognized and respected by the school district, school, or school staff members. In addition, a legal or court-ordered name change is not required. Uh, There's no affirmative duty for any school district staff member to notify a student's parents of the student's gender identity or expression. Yeah, but but New Jersey uh, Department of Education standards, I mean, that's what what we're going by. Yeah, so So you don't have any say over it as a parent. What you do have a say over is where your kid goes to school. (laughs) Yeah, you can pick where the brainwashing will occur. Mm-hmm. But not exactly what we're. What gonna... kind of brainwashing mm-hmm. they receive? <laughs> Man, if that's not an open invitation to get the hell out of the school district, I don't know what is. What's it going to take? I. Wow, and they don't even have to notify you if at school your child is going as a as a different gender. So I'm sure there won't be any shenanigans involved with that, too, by the way. There, there won't be any, any male who might think, huh, if I just tell them I identify as a female, I can go into the girls' locker room whenever I want, every day. That's precisely what's happening in Vermont, right, where that coach yeah. lost yes. his job? Yep. Because he dared stick up for his daughter and the other girls that were uncomfortable in the girls' locker room? And they seem to think 
that that can't happen. When are they going to stop saying that? I don't know. Because it has happened multiple times. (laughs) Multiple times. Uh, We've had rapes in women's prisons because men are in them. We had rapes in the uh, girls' bathroom in Virginia. Yes. That's why that dad was so angry at the school board meeting and had to be restrained by police. And then, of course, was painted in the press Mm -hmm. and by the left as this crazy look at the MAGA people showing up at the school board meetings, threatening violence. And oh, 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 yeah, Uh, that would be me if that were my child. And so it's not even about necessarily. It's not even all about the person being trans or not. It's the people who are clearly not trans who are pretending to be so that they can, you know, get their pervert on. Do we need that in school? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, And then the parent wouldn't even know what their son is doing. Wouldn't even know because they needn't be notified. I mean, there is no refuge for kids. None. There's none. And we've talked about how... And no protection for girls at all. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. Yes. Uh, We've talked about how social media, you know, has changed the Mm. face of bullying. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's, it's so out of control because you used to, uh, for going back to Kamala and the school bus, right? Let's say you were, you were bugged at school or on the school bus. Once you're home for the day, mm-hmm. oh, that's behind you now. Yeah. You know? No, no, no. Now yeah. it's, now it's all on social media. It's on oh, your yeah. phone. And it continues. And it just, there is no break, no Non-stop. break, no break. And now you're taking, you're sending these kids to schools where they have, indoctrination of the highest order whether it's uh hate yourself because you're white black mm-hmm. lives matter indoctrination gender stuff to i mean to the point where they won't even discuss this important stuff with your parents mm-hmm. i don't know how kids survive today the deck is just stacked against the family unit they they just don't want the family to thrive or even survive in this environment they you know they won't Unless we stand up and put a stop to it. You just wonder why so many people are turning to homeschool. This is it. It's a perfect example. you got to take a stand on this because the school districts are not helping you. That's a school board with this arrogant lawyer who thinks, meh, you can't, you can't do anything. Uh, you've got no business telling us anything. You don't even need to know about what's going on at your child's school. We're under no obligation to tell you anything. Completely unacceptable. Jeez. And just a few years ago, uh, they they would not have been bold enough to make that declaration. But now look at them. It used to be that the parents and you know their uh, dominion over their children was pretty sacrosanct. And now it's just completely out the window. They don't care about parental rights at all. In fact, parents have no rights. Except unless you just want to move them to another school. And I'll bet you'd get flack from the district on that too. If you move them to a a different school that you're not living in the boundary of, are they going to allow you to do that? Yeah, I don't know how New Jersey works. That's outrageous. It's outrageous. Let me tell you about Omega XL. You know, we've got all kinds of joints in our bodies, and uh, eventually something's going to wear on those joints, and you're going to get some inflammation in in them, as I did with my elbow. And man, it hurt uh, for quite some time until I finally broke down and took Omega XL. 
After a week, it built up in my system. I started to feel some relief. After two weeks, pain was gone. Omega XL, it restores the SPMs, which are nature's way of keeping your joints healthy. But as we age, we don't produce enough of them. So Omega XL is a way to restore your SPMs and uh, take the pain away and calm down that inflammation that creeps in. Order it right now. Go to OmegaXL.com slash Pat. You buy your first bottle, you'll get a second for free. OmegaXL.com slash Pat. You buy one bottle, you get one free. OmegaXL.com slash Pat or 800-844-4888. Uh, somebody was kind of bold at a press conference with uh, John Kirby yesterday <laughs> asking about the president's son. Wait, really? Are you allowed to ask questions about the president's I son? I didn't think so, but here's what happened when they asked about Hunter Biden and China. This is a... Uh, Admiral, it has now been exactly. This is a, a very simple question, but it's an enduring point of uncertainty. Um, does the president's son still co-own a company with China's government? And if not, can you provide some basic transparency about who bought that stake and how much money? I, I don't have anything for you on your second question. Oh no. Okay. I have anything on national security. Seems like it move on might be an issue for you there. Seems like, but Mr. no. Kirby, but. Mm-mm. Mm. But he was also asked if he had an update on what happened to the Nord Stream oh, pipeline. Yeah. Remember what? the right explosion there? Some damage being done? I'm sure it was all accidental. Sure. Of course. Uh, Admiral, it has now been exactly a month, a full month, since the explosions of the Nord Stream pipelines. Is there any update in the investigations to what happened there? I don't have an update for you, John. Oh, I, got, I don't have anything on that. Sabotage. There's investigations mm. that are ongoing. I'm not uh-huh. going to get ahead of them. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You're not going to get ahead of any investigation. Okay. Huh. Seems like you should have some information on that by now. But no, of course they don't. It's amazing how everybody's blaming everybody else. I think the only nation on earth that hasn't been blamed for that sabotage is Iceland. I think I, I have yet to hear Iceland be blamed for the Nord Stream pipeline problems. Hmm. Have you heard that? I don't think so. I don't uh, think you have. Well, as So Liechtenstein... Liechtenstein's been blamed. They yeah. have been. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, I think yeah. Iceland's the last one. Last one on Earth that <laughs> has not been blamed what for it. What's happening? Uh, I don't know. Well, what's happening is the White House tweeted uh, this out, bragging about the price of gas in the country. This is awesome. So we got to look. I love their. Selective, don't you love it when they do this? Their selective graph. Okay, so. Since it hit $5 per gallon, <laughs> the highest price in history right. in many places, look at the precipitous drop in Ooh. gas prices Ooh. all the way down to three seventy. Mm, that's like a free fall. Ish. That's a free fall, Pat. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, they've done a great job. And you know why? It's because they're using the emergency oil reserve. That's why it's all what they have done to rectify the problem. But mm. if we go back a little way, You want to zoom out a little bit yeah, and see what happens? Let's zoom out. Oh, okay. Let's see. To January of uh, oh 2021. Look at that. Paints a little bit different picture. Look at that. So it's gone from 246 uh, a gallon okay. to 
388 something, yeah, something like that. a gallon. I can't tell. Jeez. Oh, no, you had to blur my tweet. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. <laughs> there you go. So I thought we would, you know, just refresh the president's memory. Because Okay, so we're at 376, huh? 376. 376 today. Boy. Is that is... up or down from yesterday? Uh, is that down a couple? Rob Same. probably knows. Same. Same? Same. Okay. Hmm. But they're doing a heck of a job, Brownie. You're doing a heck of a job. <laughs> so we've leveled off at 376. Okay, well, you know what's next. It's going back up. Well, well, we can go and drain our strategic uh, oil reserve. By the way, did you see, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I don't know what I did with this. I, I printed it up, and now I've lost it. Surprise. But uh, I mean, th- those that depend on diesel is just, it's so, yeah, you can leave that up. They are hurting out there, and the cost is ridiculous. But now this headline the U.S. down to 25 days of diesel supply? Lowest since 2008. Okay. That's oh, a little bit uh, terrifying. Yes. Here's why that's more alarming <laughs> than a dwindling oil piggy bank. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, diesel's what... That's what makes these trucks move and, and yeah. shipping all this stuff around the country. Right. We run out of diesel. Not a problem. Is it? Is There's that a problem? nothing in the stores. Jeez. And, and and this correspondence that I got from a trucker was telling me not only the price ridiculous, you can't find it. And there we go. I mean, we got now it's in the news here. Uh, it's you can't find diesel. It's it's in short supply. You really have to hunt around for it. it mm. Twenty five days. Check in with me. Let's see where we're at in twenty five days, huh? Man, terrifying. And what, what's in twenty five days from now? Oh, that's just a couple of days before uh, Thanksgiving. Huh. Hope we find some diesel. <laughs> I hope we do. Did we? Yeah, I hope we do. Did we start digging? I'm telling you, the shortages are coming. And we've already had, you know, we still have the baby formula shortage going on. It's not affecting my daughter as much anymore. She, but it was for a while. But uh, my granddaughter grew out of the baby formula. I was about formula. to say, has so that baby been weaned s- yet? Or? Yes. She's <laughs> eating solid, solid food okay, now. Cool. So right. that's the only reason... <laughs> It's not still affecting, but for those who have infants, mm-hmm. the infant formula shortage is a real thing in their life. And, and I, I don't even hear them talk about that anymore. And I think uh, there was a listener, right, that sent us a tweet. I mean, I think it's the greatest comparison. They shut down the baby formula factory because there may have been two children, two infants that died from contaminated baby formula, right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, what kind of evidence do we have on children being adversely affected, harmed, um, killed by a vaccine, but yet our government continues to to recommend it for six months and up. I know. And now to the point where the CDC, another arm of the Biden administration, is saying, yeah, schools, you're going to need to, uh, we're recommending that you add that to your um, schedule of vaccines. Mm-hmm. How about no? Implemented by February. Yeah. Jeez. Again, school districts get to make their own choices, but you can imagine what school district attorneys such as this guy here that we just played are going to decide on that. Yeah. Yeah. They're so arrogant, they know better than you do. And remember, I mean, it's just one thing after another. Remember the RFK Jr. clip explaining to us why it's so important that they sacrifice these children. Mm-hmm. For, I can't remember, did we talk about that on overtime or on the regular show? Where in order to have uh, that immunity, if it's approved for kids. Oh, right. 
Right, then, then the then the big pharma companies are... So they're are, like, yeah, whatever. Whatever does the kids, we don't care. They're immune from lawsuits. Yeah, whatever does the kids, we don't it care. It has to be on the child schedule, though. <laughs> and so then they're, oh, sorry, yeah, you can't sue us. Who, oh. Why would you trust anything from any government at this point? And then they make this, you know, they do this show, this kabuki theater that they're really cracking down on big pharma. Oh, I, you know, Pfizer and Moderna hate us. Really? Huh. Because it seems like you're completely in bed with them. Uh, and you're immunizing them from any sort of consequence if their vaccines harm people. <sighs> I'm telling you, they've shut down vaccines for far less than what's happened here. Mm-hmm. Far less. They've shut down, well, they shut down the baby formula because two children. That's what got I'm saying. Yeah. And, they, and if I remember correctly, the story was they didn't even directly trace it back to the factory they shut down. So. Two people, uh, two children, and you don't want any children, of course, dying from baby formula, but two died. And that shut down the whole thing for everybody for months and months and months. But again, the government pushing this vaccine that could definitely, possibly, maybe Mm -hmm. be harming children. Mm Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before, the Fen-Fen situation. Scant few people had any problem. A couple dozen people had problems with Fen-Fen. They shut it down for tens of millions of people because of it. This, <laughs> this vaccine, who knows what it's done because we don't want to get kicked off of uh, YouTube today. I don't, and no one has any idea, right? But there's some speculation that not everything is kosher. All right. Uh, in Great Britain, we got this new prime minister, Rishi Sunak. Um, there's concern that he is basically a puppet for the World Economic Forum. Not good. Oh, man. Yet another one. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's on their website. Oh, yeah. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. what about this uh, new leader, the Alberta premier, Danielle Smith? Is she a puppet for the World Economic Not Forum? Not a too? puppet for the World Economic I Forum. Lo- this is my new favorite politician. I love her. She's she is great. incredible. You know, because we mm-hmm. we had the clip, right, of uh, <clears throat> her saying that the most discriminated group of her lifetime has been the unvaccinated. Right. Then she was at another press conference right. and someone said, hey, you said that Alberta owes an apology to uh, citizens, you know, that, that have been forced to get the vaccine. Um, when are you going to do that? And she goes, oh, probably later this week there will be an official one, but I'll go ahead and do it now. Yeah, I, I, on behalf of, you know, the province of Alberta. <laughs> Which it wasn't yeah, her fault, by right, the way. Right, right, right. I'm she so sorry it. that you had to do this and all yeah. this stuff. She's so awesome. Fantastic. And so now she's going after the WEF. I love this so N- much. She said she's canceling a health consulting agreement involving the World Economic Forum, an agency at the center of global domination conspiracy theories. Okay. Really? Are they conspiracy theories? Because she won't work with a group that talks about controlling governments. She said, I find it distasteful when billionaires brag about how much they can, how much control they have over political leaders. That is offensive. The people who should be directing government are the people who vote for them. Quite frankly, until that organization stops bragging about how much control they have over political leaders, wow. I have no interest in being involved with them. I'm telling you, man, she's awesome. Wow, you just don't hear that kind of stuff from people in these positions. Why? Because you know they're going to get punished for it. But she's, man, she's courageous. That is fantastic. She's spitting right in their face. 
which needs to happen, by the way. And okay, so keep an eye on Danielle Smith. Yeah, she's great. When is when is Turdo up? It's it's a while, right? Yeah, uh, he just won, didn't he? Yeah, right. I think he just won again, despite the fact that he sucks. I don't, just, I don't get that at all. Mm. Uh, until twenty twenty five. All right. Well, yeah. Give her some, a few years in Alberta, and uh, right, right, right. Oh my gosh! So Canada's next fixed election. <laughs> Congratulations, Canada figured it out. They actually picked a day, mm-hmm. and Did that, they? that's when it's going to be the election, all right. as opposed to. You know, oh crap! We're not. We don't like your tax plan. We're getting a new <laughs> yeah, prime minister. So, yeah, sorry. We're gonna have to redo this whole thing. So October twenty fifth, twenty twenty five. Gosh, three more years of that tyrant. Sucks. Uh, on Tuesday night at the debate between Oz and Fetterman, mm. Doctor Oz mentioned uh, what happened with Wawa. It, Wawa is a really nice uh, convenience store in the in the east. If you're not familiar with it. And it's been closing in Philadelphia, especially overnight, because um, thieves. Yeah, crime. uh, Because crime. uh, Because people come in in mass and just loot the store. And and in some cases, just leave it empty, almost. Uh, Here's some proof of what's going on in a little... uh, a oh. video of what's happening at one of the Wawa's. There you go. There's your oh. uh, American city, major American city. Everything gone. 2022, <clears throat> we are out of here. You My guys can gosh. You guys can figure this out on your own. We're not doing business in this Yeah, community. they just packed up and moved out. Yep. And that's going to happen more and more and more. Well, and they have to, really, for the safety of their employees. That's true. They have yeah. to. You you can't have people mining, manning those stores when you got mobs coming in and looting and beating people and it's just it's not worth it and so look at that you're just gone all right bye-bye high tech i mean they 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 use the latest technology there they've got a wide array of things to purchase and now philadelphia is going to have to do without it sorry <sighs> i mean whatever third, third worldification of america can can we yeah. touch on uh trudeau real quick again uh, last week mm-hmm. on friday the handgun freeze went into effect. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you can't purchase... So nobody has yeah. a, a handgun anymore. Well, you can't purchase and you can't transfer. Okay. Uh, so you can't sell them. Right. So, I mean... So no bad people can ever get their hands on a gun now. Uh, unless they already had one. Correct. But yeah. then I'm sure they'd be nice enough to turn it in You've if they're not it. supposed to have I, one. I, I, w- I was hoping you would get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know that because they're not supposed to... <laughs> The criminals aren't going to. Oh, no, I can't get a gun because there's a ban on that now. So I, I just can't have one now. <laughs> they love to abide by gun laws. They don't They don't abide by uh, murder laws, but the gun laws, yeah, they'll abide by that. So don't worry about it. Everything's fine. All right. Fixed. Fixed. Still have uh, overtime on the way today, and then we'll finish off the week tomorrow. Jeffy will join us. I'm Pat Gray Unleashed. See you then.